Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to No Boundaries Podcast, where the facts are facts and opinions hurt people's feelings. Please remember to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, all that good stuff. Rate and review. You know how we do. It's your boy, the Shamble God, and Deep Thought, with our very special <sighs> guest, back for the third time, if I'm keeping if I'm keeping count, we got Remy in the building. Yeah, I think it is the third time. Yes, it's the third time. <laughs> she didn't have a she didn't have an audio basically an audio book the first time we had her on, so that's a that's a big deal. That is a big oh, deal. Yeah, I, don't, I know you consider it an EP, but I mean, am I when I hear it, I'm like, it kind of plays to me like an audio book, but you know, I get it. I still, I still, I still to this day wonder what influenced you to do it. I mean, I guess to me, I mean, I can see why you would say audiobook, but I guess because there's nothing to physically read or go along with it. Mm-hmm. But you know, most audiobooks, there might be also a physical copy, and then you could choose to have the audio version, and you can still kind of read along with it or vice versa. But, I mean, there's nothing to read. It's only a listen. Um, so I guess that's why I wouldn't necessarily think of it as a book per se. Um, but I guess because I'm talking... That's why you're looking at it as a book. But then yeah, again, there's some people me, that's that... me. <laughs> so what if it was like someone that did like a poetry album? Would you think consider that as an audio book too? No, no, that def- that'll definitely be, yeah, in that sense. It's, 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 to me, when I think of poems, I still think of lyrics. I still think it's lyrics right. involved. And it's, it's, you don't have a, you don't have a beat or anything like that, but you're still going, you're, you're still going off of a flow. So I guess that's right. kind of why I interpret it like that. I mean, even even with yours, I even almost look at it like a podcast broken up into chapters, you know. But right. I mean, it was I loved it. I mean, either way, I mean, I didn't I didn't mean to jump straight into that, but it's still, <laughs> it's still wild to me. It's like, dang, like she she just out of nowhere was like, hey, I'm finna I'm finna, I'm finna put this together and yeah, support it. Yeah, honestly, in the beginning, I don't think I even knew what to call it either. I think it was more of the producer that helped me do it. He was like, well, let's just, just call it an EP. At the beginning, I probably didn't. I didn't know. I think I was going to just call it Motivational Tracks. I don't even think I really had an actual additional title to it originally. Okay, okay, okay. Well, my bad, Jay. I didn't mean, I didn't mean to jump into it like that. But you... <laughs> I, I mean, you just got right to it. And I was like, oh, okay. This is how, how we're doing it this week. All right. Girl, I, didn't know no it, time. I didn't know what uh, all I was supposed to say. I was like, "Are we starting from there?" Or, okay. No, we could, we could, we could, we could, uh, we could, we could chop it up into sections. I mean, I, I feel like, I mean, it's 2020, and uh, if you uh, people have been following us long enough, we are, we already kind of, we always kind of get flack for like not getting uh, the woman's point of view on a lot of topics. So it's like you are one of the more um, fair-minded people that I we talk to, like more one of the more unique individual like your takes were very interesting like i'll always remember like your vetting process when it came to when it came to dealing with men and like you know 
I kind of just want to get back into that and kind of pick your brain because that's that's almost two years ago now. So I, I'm in my mind, yeah. I'm kind of wondering if things change, you know. So uh, I'm really gonna, you know, let you take the stage and you know, you know, you know what we're here to talk about. I mean, because I saw that you, I saw that you posted the, um, you had a poll on your Instagram about you know the independent woman question. So I, I kind of yeah. feel like, and you didn't post the answers. So I'm curious. To you know, to see what type of feedback you got, because I personally think that, uh, and just so everybody knows, like basically we're just trying to figure out um, what the pros and cons are for independent women, especially in 2020. I wanted to make, I wanted to specify and say, you know, a black woman, but I was like, now, nah, you know, I just want to know in general, being a woman, being independent, you know, and having that strong mind, like, what are the pros and cons of that? Because I, I think there's pros and cons to everything, but yeah, I'm gonna let you handle that. Awesome. So I definitely agree. There are pros and cons to everything. Um, I don't remember what I said two years ago. So let's <laughs> let's go ahead and just start from today. Because <laughs> gotcha. who knows? I probably was. I might have been in a different space two years ago. So I can't even tell you what I may or may not have said based on the topic. But you're right. So I did take a poll. Um, not necessarily a poll, but I did ask on my Insta Instagram yesterday just to kind of get a feel of what other women say. And like, you know, how they feel as far as pros and cons. I think first we have to define um, what we think when we hear the word independent, right? Um, because I feel like society and social media and the world of um, the black industry and music and all that stuff kind of made independent seem a little bit different than what I personally think of when I think of independent. So I know like a lot of women, when we go down to like thinking about I N D E P E and you know, wow. we, yeah. we go under this whole uh, misconception. Like I don't need anybody. I'm bad all by myself. I can handle it all by myself. But when I think about independent, yes, you know, you can do things by yourself, but how much is it, how much better is it when you have a partner, right? You know, pretty much like that, um, who is it, Fab? Like, I'm a movement by myself, but I'm a force when we're together, right? So by mm -hmm. myself, yeah. I, I, could do, I could do so much, right? I'm an independent person. I don't necessarily need somebody, but when I have somebody with me, it, that kind of complements me and supports what I'm doing, it kind of makes, kind of makes us stronger together and it even makes my independency a little bit more stronger. Um, so when I think of, I guess, cause I'm the oldest, right? So I'm oldest of five. So I've always had that full, like, okay, you got to get up. You got to take care of your younger sisters. You got to go to work. You got to go to school. I've always just been a very, like a go-getter type person, but I've never at any point felt like I didn't need anybody. Cause honestly, the strongest people that the people that appear the strongest are really honestly the weakest, right? Mm. And that's why you see all these things like, oh, make sure you check on your strong friend and make sure the friend that's always calling you and um, friend that's always acting like everything's OK and they're good. Make sure they're the ones that fall into depression the fastest and they're the ones that have anxiety moments the most and stuff like that. So being independent doesn't necessarily mean you don't need somebody else or you don't have somebody else that you could rely on or somebody else that could hold you when you're down or something. I think for like me, being independent is more of knowing that you're strong enough to recognize when you're weak or knowing that you're strong enough to realize, hey, I can't do this by myself or I may need assistance or I may need somebody to fall on. So I think, I don't know, I think our society just makes being independent just sound so like, I don't need a man. <laughs> and I don't think that's what it is at all because 
honestly, the the women that actually even think that they're probably the ones that like, go in their bed every night crying like, damn, where he at? Where my man? God, God ain't sent, you know, God ain't sending me my my men yet and all that stuff like that. So um, let me see what. So pretty much what I got off Instagram yesterday, and yes, I didn't share it yesterday because I kind of wanted to keep it for today. Um, I'm self-sufficient and I, I don't need to ask anyone for anything. I've met a lot of men who want a woman who needs saving in some way. I'm not her. So I guess in her mind, she's looking at it like if she has a man, she doesn't need to ask anyone for it. Like, I don't know how she's looking. I think she thinks like having a man is going to take that away from her. Maybe having to ask now, you know, mm-hmm. maybe because I even look at small things like Prior to my fiance moving down in April, you know, if I wanted to just get up and walk out the house, I just got up and walk out the house, right? <laughs> but we have to like, yeah. hey, yeah, okay. Not to say, can I go, but I'm, I'm about to go do this. Or can I? But now it's like, I can't really just get up and walk out the house, right? I can't really just make decisions on my own. It's kind of like having to, it's like a partnership now. So I think a lot of women think when they when you take that away from them, they're not able to make decisions on their own or do things on their own. They're always having to maybe ask or even the smallest things like um, driving home. What am I going to eat today? Like now we have to decide what we're going to eat today. You know, mm-hmm. so like, that independence gotcha. sometimes could just be like relying, taking care of me, myself, relying on me and myself versus now I have to take care or rely on somebody else too. And um, somebody that says, turning down people who want to do things for you time to time. Um, Interesting. Turning down people who want to do things for you time to time. So I asked her to elaborate. I think she might have elaborated. Let me go back in my DMs. Turning down people who want to do things for you time to time. Let me go to my DMs. She said, um, anyone in general, because they feel like they got it themselves. Interesting. Uh, okay. okay. And then... Okay. Huh? No, I'm, I'm listening. I'm, I, I kind of... I guess there's a sense of pride there. Yeah. That's what her sounds like more to me. And then someone else said, men feel intimidated. Um, and which I, I, can, I can see to a certain extent, but the only time I feel like a man feels intimidated by independent women because is if they're not like if they're not strong. So yeah. if they're not a strong man, right? <laughs> so that's the only time I feel like a man like only I don't want to ever call any man weak, but that's the only time I feel like a man feels intimidated by a stronger like an independent woman or they may or it could even be like they have maybe low self esteem themselves. So they probably like Ah, uh, nah, you know, she has this, she, she, she's walking very, you know, um, what do you call it? You know, walking with her head up high. She's doing this. She's driving this car. She got this going on. Like, she's not going to talk to me or whatever the case may be. So I know a lot of men do feel imitated, um, intimidated because especially now being in this whole um, girl power, woman power stuff, all this um you know, motivational, all those girls' rights and women's rights stuff. So a lot of girls, especially black females, you will find a lot, even in their 40s, they're still single, right? Mm -hmm. No husband, no kids, no boyfriend, because they can't 
find men that meet their standards because a lot of the men now um, they're either intimidated or they just don't want to grow to meet those standards. But at the same time, you have to, as a girl, like you're never going to find a perfect person. Right. And mm -hmm. even when I like me and my fiance, we're kind of like the opposite. Right. I'm very like, okay, I do this, do this, got to go to work. Boom, 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 boom. I do stuff on the weekends. I do what I got to do. He's very more chill, relaxed. You know, when I get to it, I get to it. He do he do he he does his work. His just his regular nine to five. No extracurriculum activities. He don't care about you know all the other extra stuff. It's more wow. just like a you know uh, to the point. Cut and dry yeah. to the point. Right to the point, all that stuff, and I'm very like, I gotta go here, I gotta do this, I gotta do this, I gotta do this, I gotta do that. Gotta do that. So we're kind of like the opposite, but at the same time, we kind of balance each other out because right. where I feel like I gotta do this, I gotta do this. That's when he comes to like, all right, calm down, take a break, um, lay down, take a nap, you know. <laughs> then we can we can get back to that the next day. So even us as independent women, we need that. We need that balance. We need that person to come back in bring us back into reality and tone us down. And because if you look for someone that's on a hundred like you all the time, or have that same adrenaline is rush that you have all the time, it's like you guys are gonna get to a point that, I feel like if we were always, if we were together on the same thing all the time, we're gonna get to the point that we're not gonna be together on the same thing all the time. And there's at that point, that's when it's gonna become issues. But because we're the opposite, I could balance him out and he could balance me out, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. right. <laughs> I feel like I feel like that term independent is is um often misdefined by both men and women. I I think when men say, you know, they want an independent woman, they want somebody that, that has their own things going on about them, whether they're focused on their right. career, they have their own friends. Um, in different instances, they have their own hobbies where they don't they don't really give up their life, but kind of like you say, the, the lives complement each other. Right. And and I think when women say they're independent, I think they they they're not, and they say that they don't need a man; they might just want one. And I think when men hear that, we we hear like, oh well, she you know she does all this by herself, and you know she just don't need me. When in all, all actuality, it's just like it's not a material thing. It's like, I don't need you here because I need your finances or I need some dick on Wednesdays or I need you to fix stuff. Like, it's more of an emotional thing. Like, if I'm going to need you, I'm going to need you to support me emotionally, to help me in my spiritual growth, to help me obtain the things that I can't on my own. Because right. things of this world, I can typically get on my own because I'm an independent driven person. But the things that don't come of this world, I'm that's what I really need help on. I definitely, definitely agree. Because even me and my fiance had a conversation about this topic today. I told him he was like, "You can't live without me." I'm like, "Well, technically, I can." Like, it's like, like, like it's, so it's like the material things that I have that I had probably that I'll continue to have. Yes, that with those I could continue to live without you. But let's say you did leave. There are some things that you give me on another level, whether it's spiritually, emotionally, mentally. You know that I cannot live without. And that's what makes you my partner. That's what makes me need you. Um, so I definitely agree with that because, and I think too, like a man, like when a woman says, oh, I'm independent, I'm independent. Some guys take that as um, like, what's, what's what I could say? Like, 
So you know how we get, a lot of people have kind of got in the word like, oh, be submissive to your husband. They, and you know, people kind of take that how they want to take it now. And some men take it as like, do what I do, what I say, bow down to your husband, all that stuff like that. So I think when women sometimes hear that, they think like, oh no, I'm not going to be submissive to my husband. I'm independent. I'm not going to do this. I'm not, I can make my own rules. I could do my own thing and all that stuff like that. But they don't understand that. Once you're in a relationship or a marriage or whatever you call it, it's not taking your independency away. It's not saying you can't be you, but it's more of saying that you have to allow a man to be the man of the household. And a lot of women, because they're so strong or they're alpha women, they take that away from that man. And he's no longer the man of the household, which at that point becomes issues because there's such an alpha woman or a strong woman or a very independent um, woman. So I think that, 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 especially when you're dealing with two strong people or two alpha people is like you, there's never going to be, uh, it's always going to be who wears the shoe in the house. <laughs> and a lot of women know there's, they're too strong of a woman to have to deal with that. So they'd rather be by themselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and to go I'm back sure, to I'm something, a lot. and to go back to something you said earlier, when you know, you said not with your fiance here, it's, you just can't get up and go. And it's, and, to me, it's never been like, oh, let me ask permission. It's it's the courtesy right. of this is my partner. This person cares about me, my well-being, and my location at all times. So it's not me saying, hey, you know, can I go here or can I go there? It's been, I want to say, respectful to each other because I feel like a man, he shouldn't just get up and, and just leave the house too without informing his, his right. significant other where he's going. It's like, hey, babe, you know, I'm going to go to her with the boys. I'm going to run here. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. It's, that's just that's just being respectful and then it's kind of like oh well you know hey we got this later make sure you back on you know at this time or something like that it's just being considerate of of what's going on as a relationship and also being considerate of what each person has going on individually i talk this relationship stuff like i'm good at it i swear <laughs> hey, that's why, that's why y'all talk but i do got a question for y'all uh we haven't asked this question before but um off the whim i mean what does it mean for somebody to submit in a relationship off the whim so submissive to me see honestly i've never really just looked up the word i'm just go by off the biblical church definition um you know just going up church and just at that point defined it to myself but it's more of just a respecting for me um it's just more of respect acknowledging his um decision acknowledging him as a man and like i said earlier not taking that position away from him like honoring him as the men of the household but it's not like he say jump i jump no <laughs> yeah i know right That's crazy. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not that at all but i think too as a, a wife you know or as a woman that's becoming a wife there's certain things that automatically come with that role and it's just understanding and it's not even things like well you the woman you have to cook or you're the woman you have to clean because you know now these days, everything's 50-50. You hungry, you go to the kitchen, you go come and you go cook. <laughs> yep. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> but so so, that so we, can we say can we say that um so if you look at the biblical term of being submissive, is that kind of outdated now when it comes to modern day relationships? I'd say it's yep. outdated. Yeah, I think so. Okay, okay. Just curious, because I mean, I'm looking at the uh, Bible definition right now, and I, I definitely don't see uh, modern people doing it. It says, ready to conform to the authority or will of others, meekly obedient or passive. 
I just don't see that happening. And uh, when I think about when I think about somebody saying, first of all, I'm, I'm, matter of fact, I see it happening, but I don't think that that's something that a man should beg for. I think if a man gets into a relationship with a woman and the woman does respect him, I think that she'll willfully submit. In a, in a sense of this, this definition, meaning she'll she'll kind of she'll she'll be more understanding, she'll to his needs, she'll be more willing to be a partner. I mean, in that sense, yeah, she'll submit. But if you're dealing with somebody that is is a more of the modern mindset with the inde- with the de- with the modern definition of independent, meaning I really don't need anybody, I can take care of myself. Because I mean, that's that's basically how we're gonna have to frame it now. Although I know people know what it means when I think of independent now, I literally think of that definition that has been skewed, which is I don't need anybody. And I think when somebody walks into a relationship with that mindset, it's really going to be tough for them to like do what you do as far as, you know, you're running crazy. And then your, your fiance says, okay, hold on, slow down. I think in that moment that you being willing to slow down is you being submissive. I could be wrong, but it feels like it. Cause I think if somebody was like very like uh, domineering and, uh, and not, not willing to submit, They'd be like, nah, fuck that. I'm finna keep running. I'm finna keep doing what I do. You you worry about yourself, I'm gonna worry about mine. But I think in your instance, I think you're willing to submit. Would you say that you're a submissive person? I have my moments. So there are moments that I might be like, no, I gotta do what I gotta do. You calm, calm down. <laughs> so there <laughs> gotcha. are moments there are moments like that. So I'm not gonna say yet, yeah, you know, I am hundred percent, I am not. Um, but there, I, I think it just depends on what it is, like what the topic is, what the issue. So I'm not, there are moments I'm like, uh, yeah, no, I gotta do this. Like, uh, I'm on a hundred for a reason. And there are moments that I'm like, okay, you know, you're right. I'll come down. But I would say not necessarily for me, but I know even with some friends I have, it's hard for a woman to submit when the man can't lead. Right. So when you're not, when you're not dealing with a man that is a leader, um then or it doesn't take authority or is not a strong man in so many other words then uh, the, the woman's gonna just run over you woman it's hard for a woman <laughs> to run over a man that takes charge right or run over a man that leads or stands his ground or whatever but when the man can't do that that kind of leads that door open and that's why a lot of like and i'm not even saying that is right but even when you look at older cultures like some asian cultures or nigerian cultures or whatever and they'd be like, oh, the men, you know, how they talk to their wife, or the wives are very respectful, or whatever the case may be. As those because them, those men are like, they're not about to play no games. You're not about to come in there talking to them anyway, or making your own rules. Ain't no independent, all that stuff like that. But you know, of course, in today's society in in the states, you know, you could get women that walk right in the house and you know, maybe even curse at their husband or hit their husband Mm -hmm. or you know do certain things that you wouldn't really see older generations or even other cultures do so it's like when and then with this whole independency thing you get a lot of women maybe just because they think they make more than their husband you know Mm -hmm. that at that point who are you to tell me what to do you know i pay the bills i Mm -hmm. i make more than you i you know i bought you your car or whatever the case may be so Mm -hmm. at the same time you know even if the woman is making more, that, that doesn't make a difference. The man should still know how to lead. Because if you can't even lead your, if it's just one person or your wife, it would be impossible for you to lead your whole family, a whole family, when, by the time kids start coming along. Is that, the a red, moment, is that a red flag? I would say it's a red flag. I would say because the moment, like, oh, because growing up, my mom was always go ask your dad. 
and it's whatever my dad said final <laughs> like, yeah, like yeah. you know it is whatever my dad said final unless they already discussed prior and he already said yes or she will say yes but it was she she didn't have the final say on certain things like oh can i go to my, she, my mom couldn't just say oh yeah that's fine you could go and without my dad even already knowing or consenting or anything it was always go ask your dad <laughs> or let me ask your dad first let me talk to your dad and you know not to say there's a right or wrong right. Uh, but i would just say that was just i guess for her giving him his respect or her definition of submission to him without mm-hmm. you know her not making um, decisions on her own or um, allowing us to do things on her own without um, asking him or confining in him first. See, when I think yeah. of, when I think of submission, it, it's not just a general okay. The woman is always going to submit to the man in in mm-hmm. modern times because I do I do feel that if the man is demonstrating that he can lead and be the head of household, if there comes to a disagreement you're going to go with the, the head of household, whatever the head of household mm-hmm. wants to do when it comes to disagreement. But let's say I'm a banker and my wife is a chef. You know, when it comes to the finances, I would expect her to say, all right, you work with money on a daily basis. I'm going to trust you when we're having financial decisions that need to be made. And if she's a baker or a chef or whatever, I'm not going to go in the kitchen and say, oh, you sauteing that spinach all completely wrong. That's her level of expertise. I think in, in this day and age where... You know, both men and women are working and they have separate careers and they bring separate levels of expertise. You have to kind of defer to your partner. And I use defer in, in place of submission because of the knowledge base, because you have to realize that they're they're doing what's best for y'all, not just what's best for them. So you have to you have to put that trust in that person like, OK, I know they're not going to lead me wrong. So therefore, I will follow them to fertility. That's real. I like that. That makes sense. That makes sense. I mean, I'm telling you, out. I talk this relationship like I know it. <laughs> I, I, you might, I, I agree. Do a little something, something. I, I agree because it because I feel like I don't know that specific analogy, but I've heard something like that prior, like how most people feel like, oh, the wife is the bookkeeper in the family or take care of whatever. But if my husband went to school to learn finance and booking, I'm not the bookkeeper. You are. I'm not going to you know, take something away from you and mess it up when I know that you know how to put a name to every penny and this and that and stuff like that. So, yeah. And then, and then that, in that sense, like you said, you're, you're deferring because you're trying to make sure that you guys reach an end goal, which is a successful relationship. And you try, you're trying to avoid struggles. You're trying to avoid a loss. So if everybody is um, expounding on their strengths, it makes the relationship stronger. It makes it a lot more fun and less stressful. So, uh, yeah, it's just it's it's interesting that we've come to a period, and and obviously one of the main differences between us and our parents are is the fact that a lot of us are working. Like in America, you probably have to work today. Two people in a household probably don't have the income to just take care of one person, unless that one person doesn't want anything, and they're cool with being a homemaker and living off of one salary, but. In today's day and age, where everybody kind of wants so much, everybody wants to, everybody kind of wants to live a life of luxury. So if they know that two incomes get you closer to that life of luxury, hey, we got to work. So I think in that sense, I think that that has created a struggle in the new relationship dynamic. And I think a lot of times when me and Jay are talking, we're, we're constantly trying to find out what would make it easier. And I think based off both of what y'all said, it's like realizing that it's a partnership, realizing that it's not even about 
uh, a particular gender saying, "Oh, I'm gonna submit," rather than you know, rather than just saying, "Hey, I can do this good. You do this good." Because I don't know a lot of women that like cutting the yard, and in in the sense of like, <laughs> if you want to do a trade off, like I'm gonna cut the yard, you change diapers. Uh, I'm gonna make sure I clean up the house, you cook. Like it's plenty of trade offs based on the fact that you have two people bringing in almost equal amount of resources, which is money. And that means that the, um, the amount of um, work done around done for the relationship, it should kind of balance out just like the money's balancing out. Cause you're not really, you're not really exchanging anything at that purpose in that moment, because both of y'all are bringing something to the bank Other, uh, compared to in the fifties and the sixties, when the women were protect, they, they were at home most of the time. So, but yeah, that's, that's interesting. But, uh, with that being said, I know I asked another question about like, you know, as far as like what you, I mean, I know that, you know, you're getting married, but is there anything in particular about 2020 that you look at and you're like, I got to, I want to make this happen. Like, this is my 2020 vision. I mean, like, like you just came out of the woodworks and just said, Hey, I'm going to do a note to self EP. Like you got something <laughs> like that cooking up again. Honestly, a lot of things that happen for me are kind of like like on the moment stuff, like the notes and stuff. It was literally on the moment stuff. I've kind of never really been a person to just sit here and say, oh, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, and just sit here and just talk about all the things I'm going to do. Because nine times and ten, the people that talk the most, it don't, it, it never, it doesn't happen. Less less happens than what they say is going to happen. Because so, yeah, I, 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 I work with a lot of talkers, so I've never just been a talker. I've been more of just a... Sh- I'm just going to show you when it's ready. I might be working on the back end, and when it's ready, I'm going to do it. I'm going to, you know, I know I may talk about a couple months prior to it coming because you got to know because you got to purchase it, right? Got to save yeah. your money, got all, <laughs> all that stuff, got to, you know, do a pre sell, all that stuff. But as far as like when I went into 2020, I mean, I don't really do New Year's resolutions per se. I just kind of, mm-hmm. because honestly, I always look at the next year just another day. Like it's just another, it's just another day. And it's just the if you want to um, get better, you just have to continue going, <clears throat> being in a better lifestyle. Like whatever you want to do, just continue, you know, setting those goals. So my goals are not even, they weren't even like New Year's goals. They were already goals that I've already had and just me just completing them, like putting an end to them and putting periods where there need to be periods and putting question marks where there need to be question marks or, you know, finishing whatever already started. I don't think I really even came to 2020. Oh, I want to, um, do this. I want to do that. I want to get this wedding done. That's about it. That's what I can. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, that's big. That's big. Yeah, yeah. What I came into 2020 saying, but other than that, um, I mean, and it just for most people like that I speak to, that I've spoken to. I know a lot of people that slept. Like I know 2019. I can't. I don't want to say I slept, but it was more of a chill year for me. Like I didn't have any speaking engagements last year. Um, I didn't host any, maybe I may have hosted like two events last year. I didn't really do too much last year. I think it was just more of just a relax uh, um, for me. I got a, a new position at work. I got a promotion. So that kept me a little bit more busier than usual. But I think 2020, I was more like, okay, I'm going to just get back on my feet and finish things that I started or projects that I've wanted to do. Um, I know as far as notes to sell, people have asked me about um, making visuals to them. Um, cause I think I have what, is it six tracks, five plus an intro and stuff like that? Six. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, look, I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> have you listened to, to it too, Jay? Or? Oh yeah. I listened to it when it first came out. 
Okay, when it first came out. So I know people have asked me about making um, visuals to them, and that's something I have thought about, but money, time, resources, you know, that all takes time, and planning the wedding and doing that at the same time um, is going to be a lot, because then I have to sit down and think each one, I have to think of a visual for it, you know, like yeah, what yeah. I want to do, how do I want to do it, what do I want to stand, what do I want to wear, do I want to go to Mars, do I want to <laughs> go to Denver, you know? <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> I like that, I like that. I mean, but you're directing it yourself, so you know, you, you're, you're, you're making your own ideas. Yes, yeah, it takes a lot of work in it. In something like that, for me, it doesn't, I don't feel like it necessarily has to be rushed. Because notes and so people listen to it, you know, all day, every day. You know, people still tag me in it now. I have coworkers, I have people at, at work that may be like, oh, Remy, I looked you up, I found your album, notes and stuff, all that stuff like that. So it's not one of those things to me that is, it is going to get outdated. You know, like, oh, man, it's been, I mean, it's not like it will be six, seven years, but, oh, it's been a year, you know, where's the visuals? Um, I feel like something like that is something people constantly listen to it over and over again. Um, it's not something that I feel like, oh, okay, I'm tired of this. You know, where's where's chapter two or something like that. Mm -hmm. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, so you 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 kind of piqued my interest when you said um, when your fiance moved down here. You know, you couldn't you couldn't just get up and leave or whatever. Like as far as your lifestyle in general, like what how was that transition? Like was it tough or did you jump right into it? Like it was easy. I would say for me, it's tough. And he's probably thinking, because he, so he's probably thinking, what's the question? What's she answering? So, <laughs> <laughs> but he's in the room. I would say for me, it's tough because we've never lived together, right? Mm -hmm. um, of course, there'll be times I, I go back to Atlanta, there'll be times he comes to Houston. But even those times he did come to Houston, because I was so used to being alone, or when I went to London, I would have those moments like, oh, I'm ready to go back home. I need my space. Or like, I would have those moments when he was here, like, okay, it's time for him to go home. I need my space. You know, I wouldn't say, I'd just be thinking it because I'm, I was so used to being alone. And I think being part of that independent woman type thing is like, you get those moments like, I want to be by myself because when you feel like you're by yourself, you control more, you know, mm -hmm. versus when there's others around. It's so many different opinions you have to see what this person's talking about maybe there's someone else that's trying to take lead or whatever but when it's just me i feel like i have way more control of what goes on and how it happens and stuff even the smallest things like uh he might be coming he might i don't know we might be eating dinner he might watch something and i'll be like i don't want to watch this like what is this <laughs> We're not watching this. So it's like, you know, big file. When I'm by myself, I don't have those conversations, right? I want to watch forensic files. I'm putting on forensic files. So like, so it's like it's like little things like that that I had to kind of adjust to. And um, but it, it all boils down to like picking and choosing your own battles, right? There's some things that I just like felt the uh, just felt the need to just deal with. Like, so he grew up. He's the oldest of four, and they're all boys. And, you know, boys live a whole different lifestyle. So I'm, I grew up in all girls. I have all sisters. He oh, has yeah. all brothers. Right. So boys live a different lifestyle than girls. And he even, in Atlanta, him, because his parents still live in Nigeria. So in Atlanta, him and his brothers all live together. And boys, they don't care. Like, you could walk in, things be alike. They just, 
You know, it's very true. <laughs> they, and especially when it's all boys together. So like, in like him and his space in his room, fine. But like the living room is like maybe like a boy's frat house or something. Cause it's just like, what are y'all doing? Like, it's just always boys together. So there were some things like, I just had to deal with like, so when you live with all boys, you don't, you don't have conversations like, oh, who left the toilet seat up, right? Because mm-hmm. he probably stays up, or it may go down every once in a while, but no one bother, bothers about it being up. Versus when he moved, I'm just like, can you put the toilet seat down? But <laughs> I had to tell myself, like, he's not used to putting it down, right? So I can't expect him to all of a sudden just change a habit that he's been, I don't know how many years, been leaving the toilet seat up. So at one point I had to tell myself, okay, so either you're gonna keep on complaining about him putting the toilet seat down, or you're gonna just go to the bathroom, put the toilet seat down, and use the bathroom, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. some of the things are just like it was just so small. Like, okay, it's been how many months now? That toilet seat still up, so I ain't gonna talk about. I'm gonna talk about it no more. There's like so you, things to talk about. <laughs> so so no. you basically reached the understanding. Huh. I say so. You basically reached the understanding, like you understood after a while. You were like, "That's what he does." Yeah, that's that's just what it is. There's something you just have to just deal with, cope with. Now, if it was something that kind of like, let me see something that I'm just like, nah, this this not gonna work. <laughs> <laughs> this is a hard no. Like you have to change yeah, this. <laughs> I think there are some things like I don't like. Even when I'm on the bed by myself, like I always step on the same side. So even when he came, I'm like, this is your side. Like, I... <laughs> wow. <you know? laughs> That's not... That, that is important. Like, that is very important, though. Yeah. Like, I always up so... I can't switch. I can't switch sides. So there's some things that I'm just like, no. This, that's not going to work. But other than that, I, I had to... I, yeah, it wasn't an easy adjustment. I wouldn't say it was. But i rather it now. Um... Yeah, I'd rather it now than when we get married and we're ready dealing with the word Mary being thrown on top of us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's tough. That's a big deal. <laughs> all, all the other stuff. But um, I think for him it was easier because he's still very so like, mm, like. Go with the flow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, very, yeah. very. Yeah, yeah very. Yeah. Things don't I I, bother him. I guess I asked that question because I think, uh, once again, thinking about independent. I think that's what's hard for a lot of people to understand that when you come from that independent mind state, it's going to take a hard, t- it's going to take a long time to transition into like sharing space. Whether you, no matter how much you want it, you have to realize that you probably put out a certain type of energy too in those situations where you're like, this is my side of the bed, put the toilet seat down. Because I mean, a lot of us have a tendency to be very passive and it seems like obviously y'all have been dealing with each other for a while. So you're not, a, you're not afraid to tell him, Hey, this is an issue. And I think, that a lot of people that are transitioning into going from independent to, like I said, sharing a space, I think that lack of just being upfront about things that bother them make make it an issue. And also the fact that they think it's just going to happen overnight. They think, oh, I've been independent all my life. Now I got a boyfriend or a girlfriend. Okay, I know what to do. But it's not about knowing what to do. It's about breaking habits. It's about breaking routine. And I think it's important for people to realize that because I think there's a lot of people out there that – once they adapt that, I'm strong, independent, I don't need a man mindset. And I know that that's not what they mean. They're just basically saying, like, 
I'm comfortable in taking care of myself in my own space. If a man comes into my space, he needs to understand that he's going to be here to compliment it, not make it more stressful. But once again, it's not going to happen overnight. Mm-hmm. And I think that clearly you clearly you kind of like you said, it's tough. So you obviously have a grasp on the fact that it's not easy because obviously you're still going through some of the motions now. Right. Right. Yeah. Like there's some things like I'm trying to get used to, like, so back when he was in Atlanta, like say I'm leaving for work, it'll be more like, okay, just let me know when you get home. I'm home. But now he's at home waiting for me. So it's more like, uh, where you at? You know? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not, because even that, let me know when you get home, he may already been asleep. He may already got into something else. So it's not like he's just like, okay, she's not home yet. You know, it's been an hour. She's not home yet or whatever. But being in Houston, that he's actually at the home waiting for me, it's more like obvious. Like, okay, she's not home yet. Where you at? I thought you said you're gonna leave. So, like, just even getting used to that, because I'm not uh, a, I'm not used to someone always being kind of like, you know, micromanaging me. I check, yeah, checking on me on my back. Like, I'll be like, dang, like, when I get there, I get when I get there, I get there. This is the person I hear. So just yeah. even just getting, you know, used to stuff like that. I mean, sometimes it's still kind of like, ugh, but it's just one of those things like I just have to get used to it. Yeah, I, I definitely noticed that you, you're always kind of busy. You're always on a move. I, can, I don't even know how much sleep you get, but I, do, I did notice that you definitely would define the independent woman mindset. So that's why I was like, man, I really wonder how it works for you and like, I, you know, even thinking about some of your friends, because I mean, the independent woman mindset is a big deal now because everybody wants to be able to say, I can take care of myself. But I think, um, and Jay, you can correct me if I'm wrong. I think that in the process of everybody getting to the point of being able to take care of themselves, which I think a lot of people do very well, I think we forgot how to be in relationships. Like, I think that we forgot how to do that. Like, you, we you don't kinda, know how to. You kind of get to the point where you forget how to let somebody take care of you. There you go. Yeah, you, you're, you're just so used to, man, I, I know how to cook. I know how to do laundry. I, you know, I've been doing this for so long that, and, and Remy, to your point earlier, that the, the traditional gender roles really don't exist anymore, especially with yeah. a whole generation of, of single moms raising boys. And they're, they're teaching us to cook and how to do laundry and different things like that. So you get to the point where it's like, yeah, you know, we're, we're together, we're in a relationship, we're under one house, but I'm used to cooking and or I'm used to doing laundry. I know how to do these things. And you don't let that person kind of show their value to you. Like, hey, you know, I want to I want to be able to do your laundry for you. So you, you kind of, you know, that's, that's some pressure off of you. Like even even when I was living with my girlfriend and and like she would do the laundry, she didn't put it up the way that I put it up. But I wouldn't say anything because it wasn't a big deal to me. I just, you know, I'd, I'd move it around whenever I, I, I went in there to get something. Like, it, it wasn't a big deal to, you know, say, oh, no, you're doing it wrong. Let me do it. So it, you you become so independent that you forget how to. I, I would say it's almost a vulnerability thing. You forget how to be vulnerable to somebody else because you just know that you're going to get it done. You trust yourself almost more than you trust that other person to get it done. I, I agree. And, like, even in a relationship aspect, like, let's say we're talking about the laundry. Yeah, I used to do laundry, but I'm the type of person, even if I give a task to somebody, if I've been doing it so long, I will still be watching because I'm just so used to doing it myself that I'd rather do it myself and do it right. Like, 
if I tell him to do the laundry, not that I would think he would do it wrong, but I'll be so ready that if he did it wrong, I would be like, all right, move on. Now, see, that's why I don't need you to do it. Because, you know, I'm so ready to just fix the problem because I'm so used to already doing it all on my own and fixing it on my own and all that stuff like that. So uh, it's, it's more to, I guess you don't, because you're so independent, you don't even expect somebody to do something for you. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes we don't even expect it to come. We just go about our day. Even in a relationship, we wake up. Maybe you go make your coffee. Maybe you go make your breakfast. You're not even expecting him to wake up early and be like, oh, let me make your breakfast for you or expecting somebody because you've been so used to doing things on your own. So I think even in a, um, you know, for a man's point of view, even if you, let's say you do get with an independent woman, you can look at some of those areas and be like, okay, you know, let me step in and help her here. Let me step in and fix this, or let me step in and take this off of her shoulders so she can understand that, hey, you can still be independent, but I'm still here, you know, to back you up, or I'm still here for, like, a shoulder that you can lean on, or I'm still here to support you, uh, you know, when you need help, so you don't feel like you have to do everything on your own. Have you ever witnessed one of your friends telling a guy, I'm strong, independent, I don't need you? Or have you ever, I mean, not even witnessed them say it like verbatim like that, but have you ever like witnessed one of your friends or kind of given off that vibe like she probably, you know, she has a tendency to do that and run men off? Mm. And no, not even I, putting I, one of your friends on the spot, just curious. No, 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 because no. I'm trying to think, like, I will maybe have some, but like, girl, I need his ass anyway. Like, something like, you know, something like that. But I would say the ones that have always said that it wasn't like a a real relationship. Mm. Like, it was probably just, you know, <laughs> someone they were just kind of talking to, like, I don't really, I don't really want him any, no, I don't really have, no. Because no. all of my friends, huh? No, go ahead, you got it. No, I'm saying, because I feel like all, I have friends that kind of just like me. We're all kind of, you know, very strong and all that stuff like that. But at the same time, you know, the ones that are in a relationship or or are married and have kids and stuff like that, no, they 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 need their husband. They want their husband. They they I don't have any. Uh-uh. I don't have any friends just walking around saying like, uh uh-uh, uh, f him. I don't need him. I can do it all down by myself. All that. Uh uh-uh, no. <laughs> that's ref- that's refreshing to hear because I, I think, like I said, once again. I, I'm almost certain that people have forgot how to just be friends, be in relationships, just know how to coexist. But at the same time, like I, I, I feel like modern society, like they need to like kind of rewire their brains and figure out what they really want, and like kind of go in there with the um, with the goal that is not solely about themselves. Because if you're trying to be in a relationship, it can't be all about you. So I mean, mm-hmm. a, a person being independent really doesn't mean a lot in the sense of, hey, but we're trying to do something together. And like you said, if you're getting with a man that can't lead one woman, what's going to happen when they got three kids? Like, come on, like you're supposed to be this more, you know, um, rational, logical male figure. I'm I'm kind of relying on you to be that um, to be that uh, that leader and the kind of guy and you can't do that, and you're letting me run over you? Because, like, I think it's funny you said that because me and Jay were talking about that. Like, I I firmly believe that women don't even do it on purpose. 
they're, they're, a woman is just who she is. But the minute she realizes that a man is able to be ran over, they kind of just do it intuitively because it's like, well, I'm going to keep on moving. And if you don't stop me, then your ass finna get trumped. And if a, and if a man <laughs> allows that, then at that point, I'm glad you said it's a red flag because I think at that point a woman should be like, no, I don't need this because you're going to allow me to, you're going to allow me to fail. You're going to allow me to, you know, self-destruct. And uh-huh. if you're, and, and with men too, I believe a lot of men um, need women in their lives to, to like, like to compliment them in a sense of sometimes you just need somebody there to keep you grounded, to keep you from wilding out because, you know, dudes in these, in this day and age, they be all over the place. And a lot of times when they can, when they could stick to, to, to one woman, get into a situation that, like I said, keeps them grounded where they're not, where they're not, where they're not just living a lifestyle that's dangerous. Cause once again, it's wild out here. Um, I think that that's beneficial. And if he gets with a woman that's not really checking him and like kind of bringing that, you know, that's not, that's not really grounding him. That's just letting him run wild. What's the purpose of the woman? It's like, shit, you, you let you out here. Let me do whatever I want to do. I like, I kind of need somebody that's kind of, kind of check me from time to time. Not, not beat me up, not beat me up or put me on a leash, but let right. me know like, Hey, man, you, you got to slow down. Like we're in a relationship, you know? Right. And I think to women, they, they're so, they like making, especially when you're independent, you like making all, you want to make all the decisions, right? You like making all the decisions and stuff like that. So when they get in a relationship, um, I think a good thing to do, I know with me, cause I'm so used to making all the decisions regarding me and my life. I allowed him to even make the smallest decisions. Like he would ask me, what do you want to eat? I'm like, no, what do you want to eat? You know, like <laughs> you decide. And then we could go because if, if it's always up to me, imagine how long I'm going to think everything is my decision. Right. Like even when it comes to the bigger things. I'm going to start thinking, oh, it's my decision. I, I make the rules. I make the decision. So sometimes I, I was like, no, you make the decision. I want you to pick. Or we could be out somewhere and someone like, oh, do you want to? Uh, I think one time we went to Cheddar's. The lady was like, oh, it's like a 20-minute wait for the tables. But yeah, the bar is empty. He was like, do you want to sit at the table? Do you want to sit at the bar? I said, Where do you, do you want to sit at the table? Do you want to sit at the bar? Like, <laughs> you're, you're making his opinion and feelings matter. And, th- and I think that's yes. a very big deal. When he just asks me and I just say bar, then we just go, okay, let's go to the bar, right? But it's like at no point did we ever get where you wanted to sit or how you felt about it and all that stuff. Because I know a lot of people would just go, you well, you know, happy, happy life, happy life. And that's what my wife wants. Let's just let's just go ahead and do it. But I agree to a certain extent. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not at least you're I'm honest. Not, at least you're honest. Taking that away. But there should still be a, a balance because you get a lot of I because I work with a lot of men, right? Work with a lot of men, and they would tell you like, "Yeah, I'm the man of the house, but my wife makes the decisions." Like, if my wife say we not going, we not going. <laughs> and my wife say we going to Florida, we going to Florida. Like, you know, <laughs> my wife say this is what we eat, but they kind of said my wife makes the decisions, and it's like there's kind of like no balance in there. So I allow him to make decisions a lot. Especially when he automatically just turns it on me. Um, I'm like, no, what do you want to do? <laughs> so I think, you know, even doing that in in the beginning phases of relationships, like especially women that are very strong and independent use, they're very used to making their own decisions, like letting them make some decisions. I like that. I like that. I mean, I'm glad you I'm glad you admit that. I mean, 
it, it makes things so much easier when um when people are just how do I say are open to the fact that somebody else's opinion matters because I think that a lot of men fall into that trap of thinking I'm gonna allow her to make this the decision because I don't want her to think that I own her but once again I kind of feel like when a woman is like willingly submitting and you're not forcing her to submit that means a whole lot you know and and I think a lot of men just I don't know if it's just modern men. I think they're just, they're kind of going to the point where they're kind of scared of that mindset. Like, I don't ever want her to think I'm I'm running her or trying to make her my slave. And I'm like, dude, like, I don't think that she's ever going to feel that way if you just respect her in a whole. It ain't like you on some, you know, you just like, hey, we're going to the bar. I don't give a fuck what you say. No, you're sitting there saying, hey, hey, I, I think it's the smartest decision to go to the bar. You good? You say, yeah, bet. You know, that's and, a man taking lead. In my <laughs> mind, he's taking lead, and I'm following because he's, you know, he's just taking lead as a man. Yeah, it, it, it's, I, I, and I, I, I hate to say this, but I think a lot of it stems from, um, you know, kind of like that Ike Turner era where you know women were probably getting a backhand, and like so many men grew up knowing that their mothers were abused, that they feel like let me try to avoid giving off that type of energy by any means, and that ends up turning into a guy not wanting to be dominant, not wanting to be, you know, the um, the aggressive decision maker. I, that That's what I, I mean, I think it subconsciously that bothers some of them. That's why they end up getting real soft. And I, I personally tell Jay this all the time. I think a lot of black men in general have grown to be very submissive to their women, not only based off of finances, but due to the fact that they have a fear of coming off as overly aggressive, violent, toxic masculinity, like all that stuff has, it's almost become a tactic that Western society has used to um, to cripple uh, what a man used to be. And it's almost like, it's wild because I hear a lot of women complaining. They're like, no, I want my man to lead. I don't want him not to lead. And I'm sitting there like, well, Y'all might need to talk to the talk to the media because they're putting out a whole <laughs> different image. Like it's crazy. Like, yeah, it, it's it's just wild. But like I said, I'm, I'm glad to hear a woman actually it say that it's good for a man to lead. I'm not saying he needs to lead because he's a man, but hey, what the hell? Like, what is what else, I mean, what is he here for at the end of the day? Like, right. if he's gonna bring that balance, that can be a balance by him taking charge. I actually um. Uh, we had that uh, one snippet that we did where we were pretty much talking about how um, how men kind of um, have gotten a lot more uh, feminine in the way they take care of themselves, which is it's nothing new. But um, we basically were just asking, like, if you had a guy that kind of took care of himself in a feminine way, like, how would that how would you feel about it? Like. Like overall, like the example pretty much was the guy was saying like he had like a face mask routine and the girl was like, man, like that's some gay shit. But I guess, you know, kind of gave him that vibe. Like, how do you feel about, you know, men kind of taking a more feminine approach to take care of themselves? Uh, well, that, the, my, that's exactly how my fiance is. They call what I don't remember what, what they like, I come like Metro or something. He's like very Metro. Um, he 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 does some things in the beginning. I'll be like. How you do that? <laughs> I, but I, I feel like I've just gotten so used to it. It's been seven years, but I've got. But there has been a lot of things in the beginning I did question. I'm like, why are you shopping here? Not, I don't know. I don't think really to shop. If I think maybe just 
buying certain stuff or like so like even like uh maybe certain type of lotion or maybe certain type of deodorant Mm -hmm. or something like that or i mean i'd be like you know that's for girls right so Yep, yep, yep. I know what you so mean. Like, so certain stuff like that. So, uh, what else? I can't. It, it will just be little certain things. I can't even think of all the things now because I think I just got because it's been seven years. I've gotten just so used to it. Or like even um, I wouldn't even just say his style, but for me, it, his style is about because I, I, you know, from Atlanta, Nigeria, I've seen so many different styles. But I could see how somebody could look at my fiance and question it his question because of his style or something like that um mm-hmm. um like even with maybe his dressing or all that stuff because he is very metro he's he he does keep up with himself he is not gonna see him out i don't even know how to explain like she's just very well kept and put together like sometimes he has me checking myself like like when it's time to get ready he's the takes longer like gotcha Gotcha. I, <laughs> gotcha. I could be ready and like fifteen put some no. He will be in the mirror a little bit longer. <laughs> he might be doing his a little bit longer than me or doing and all this stuff like that. So um I would say, I mean, when you're in a relationship at the end of the day to each is his own, right? Everybody mm-hmm. knows who you're with, right? Now yeah. you for me, you would have to just start putting on makeup and painting your nails or like just doing some real like, wild <laughs> yeah. out of the box yeah. kind yeah. of. Yeah, that then at that point it would just be. But when it comes to like things that we put on our body or whatever, there, it's only we only associate it with a woman because that's how it's labeled, right? Gotcha. If they yep. get the same scent and they put it as, labeled as a man. Then we're associated with the men. Well, we're only mm-hmm. associated with what it is because of a label. Right. Now, if you start, I don't know, maybe if you bought a thong and you started, you know, did extreme stuff like that and started doing that. Wow. Then, like, because why are you wearing women clothes or why are you putting on lipstick or why are you, you know, stuff like that, I will probably be like, mm. But as far as like lotions or scents or no, that it does, that doesn't bother me. In the beginning, it did, but seven years ago, I was younger. You know, I was uh, exactly. I, mm-hmm. <laughs> seven years ago, I was kind of a more, you know, right way, wrong way type of person. But now, no. That never took away from him being a man overall. No, no, not at all. Not at gotcha. all. Gotcha. Gotcha. How do you feel about the whole normalization of um, like even you know kids being um promoted to like wear you know women's clothes like little boys being dressed up as princesses and stuff like that because i don't i know you don't have any kids yet but i just wonder and 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 once again i ain't trying to put you on the spot but i'm curious (laughs) to know that if you were in that situation and you too jay i've never i've never asked you this before in in all honesty like if you were if you were to have a kid in this era and about five or six years old you know this kid a male decided you know hey i'm gonna start i'm gonna start you know i want to i want to be a princess for halloween you know how would you take that in general at the age of five or six that i I really don't know because if i have a if i have a son i'm gonna raise him to be a boy that's that's gonna be that i mean i'm gonna i'm gonna basically try to influence him on the things that i like because i feel as a man you know we're we're gonna try to share that bond of liking sports and 
you know, wearing Jordans and, you know, those kind of things. And I'm not saying that women don't wear Jordans and like sports, but that's that's going to be kind of like the manly traits that I pass on to him. Now, if he gets, you know, 16 or whatever, and he starts, you know, becoming one with his sexuality and he's like, you know, okay, I don't I don't think I'm, I'm attracted to, to women like dad is or, or like the rest of my friends is. I think, you know, maybe I feel like I, I can go a different way. At that age, I feel like, you know, he's going to be mature enough to know, okay, now I got to blaze my own path. Yeah, my dad, you know, might have liked sports and, you know, taught me to, to like girls and, and, and this, but that's not what I feel. And once you get, once you get, I think, cause I'm not going to say that you hit an age like, okay, 21, you're smart enough to drink or, you know, but I feel like I should know my child enough to know when they reach an age of understanding. And if Which he reaches about 16 for you, I'm, I'm just speculating. Cause you know, I don't, gotcha. but you know, maybe, <laughs> maybe younger or maybe, maybe older. Yeah. I, I might have a little dumb baby. So, <laughs> but, hey, but when my child reaches that age of understanding and making sound, sound decisions, and he's kind of, he's like, okay, I don't think I like women. I think I like men. And that's the way he, okay. You know, you are of that age to where you're making your own decisions. You can't support yourself fully, but you can start making your own decisions. And if that's the way you feel, I'm not going to sit here and try to beat you into, you know, thinking that you're this way or try to convince you, hey, well, maybe you should just try a girl and see, or let me go, <laughs> let me take you down here to Bissonette and, and, and drop a 50 piece and, and you figure it out. try a girl. <laughs> I mean, honestly, because because men do this like, no, you just don't know. But I, I think you, you do know based on, you know, your environment, what you've been exposed to, because to me, I'm going to love my child either way. Either gotcha. way. So, you know, and, and at the age of five, he's like, oh, I want to wear, wear a princess dress. I'm kind of like, I want I'm going to want to know why. Are you wearing it because, you know, you have three sisters and you're the only boy and you relate to these sisters or or is that something that you truly want to do? Cause I have I have gay friends who said that they've known they were gay since they were like in the fifth grade. They wanted Barbies for Christmas, so you know if there's a like I said you can't really put a number on that age of understanding. But I think once you reach it and your parents can see it, then hey, you got to go with it. But at five, I don't think you have an age of understanding. Okay, okay. And Remy, it's your turn. I know you don't want to answer the question, but you got to. So I have mixed feelings about it. And I think it's one of those feelings that you won't really get a true understanding until you actually have your own child. Because, you know, I don't have kids. I've only heard different stories. I have, So I have a niece, right? So I think my only issue is if my niece came today and said, I want to be a princess. Oh, okay. Well, let's dress you up a princess. But if she came tomorrow and said, hey, I want to be a prince or a pirate today. I'm not going to say, why do you want to be a prince? Why do you want to be a pirate? I'm mm -hmm. like, oh, okay, let's dress you up as a prince or a pirate. So I feel like when it comes to boys, though, we kind of change things up. And I think that's my only issue. I feel like if we could be so free with girls, I don't see why we can't be as free with boys. You know, it's like my niece, one day she wants to be, she associates herself with more manly things. And another day she'll come and associate herself with more girly things, right? But I feel mm -hmm. like if a boy starts to do that, that's when it starts it starts to become more questionable. So I think in my mind, it only, it only comes every for me because... I don't think, for me, their kids are kids, right? And I, I think we should, um, not that we shouldn't, you know, stray them in the way that, because, you know, most people teach their kids kind of how they were taught, unless you grow up and then you learn some new things and you're like, oh, my mama ain't know what she was doing then, you know. And so, yeah, <laughs> trying yeah, to, you know. 
but for the most part, you're going to kind of, that's how it works with religion or this or that. You kind of teach your kids the way you're brought up. But I know with me, like, let's say if I was younger, right? If I came up with some stuff like that, my mom would straight up be like, oh, deliverance, we're going to church. You know, <laughs> like. <laughs> that's, that's that Nigerian woman. And that's still how she is now, honestly, straight. That this is what she would be. But that's not what I would, you know, I wouldn't do that. So I know for a fact that wouldn't be me. But I think the only reason I'm iffy about it is like some things we, we accept a lot of things when it's a girl doing it. But when it's a boy doing it, that's when it's kind of like, uh, I don't know, you know? So I guess it would just depend. I would just have to have a child and let it work from there. Like, well, I, and I think the only thing too, like, especially men, especially men and maybe even black men at the most part of it, they want their sons to be a son, you know? <laughs> that's my son, that's my, that's my son, that's my boy, that's my whatever, sequel. whatever. So, yeah, so I thought about it, if we had a son and my fiance was, you know, how my fiance would react if he said, if the son came up and said, like, oh, dad, you know, I've been, I don't know, I've been thinking I want to wear, you know, I can see my fiance talking, being on some, like, boy, come here, um, let me slap you into your senses. Like, <laughs> I can see him doing some stuff like that. I wouldn't, you know? So I think, like, those are even conversations that you will have to have even prior so you guys could be on the same page or maybe even behind closed doors. Um, mm -hmm. So it's so that, so y'all guys, so we wouldn't even cause confusion or problems in the household. But um, I don't know, I just feel like some things are just more accepted with girls and when it's a boy, it's more looked down upon because a girl really, going back to independent, could be anything she, anything a boy <laughs> could be, right? She <laughs> can. But... You don't hear boys going around saying, oh, I can be anything a girl could be. I could be anything, you know, I could be this. But a girl really could be anything. But I feel like a boy gets looked down more when he tries to be things that are more feminine. Gotcha. Um, I actually had this conversation with my son, uh, I think when he was about maybe like 12, 13 years old. And for me, it pretty, it pretty much just came to the point of... Um, uh, I just basically, I, I've always told him to respect people's differences, which is not really hard to do, especially with the era that he's growing up in, where he has, he, he knew full-blown gay girls and gay dudes at nine and 10. Uh, I've always just said that I've never really worried about um, kids dressing that way, as long as it wasn't really tied to sexuality. And what I mean by that is like, yeah, I grew up with tomboys, but at that time, I never really cared about if they were in the girls or boys. Like, I grew up with dudes that were kind of feminine, too, as, as far as their appearance goes, but I wasn't really worried about if they were into girls and boys. So for me, I, I think that it's weird that society is willing to talk about sexuality with seven to eight-year-olds, but they still hide death from them. Like, you could watch TV, and if a kid dies on a TV show, you won't see the kid die. Like, they still they still mask those things from the public, and they still mask those things from children. They They will keep death and and fatalities and stuff like that mass from children but they're willing to go into a situation with the child and talk about their genitals and i just think that that's kind of weird because once again i don't think that the child's mind at nine and ten years old really has a firm grasp on sexuality and they really shouldn't be worried about it at that age unfortunately right. they're probably exposed to porn a lot earlier than we were but from a um 
from speaking from a moral high point, I feel like your average kid probably should get introduced to sex maybe around 15, 14, obviously when a girl can get pregnant, so they know what to expect and they know when to be safe. But when you're talking about death, like, come on, like, death is something that the minute we're born, we're on the clock for it. So I think if you want to introduce anything to kids, you, you might want to talk to them about how to stay safe so you don't die, so you don't get killed out here on these streets. But they still try to mask that and make it all bubblegum. I mean, think about the PG-13, the rated R. Like, a lot of that stuff is masked from children because they don't want to, they don't want them to have to deal with somebody smoking on a television or somebody <laughs> kissing somebody. But y'all are here saying an eight-year-old can chop off his his penis and become a woman. To me, it's just it's just weird. But I do agree with you with the fact that you know men from a um, from a traditional standpoint, men I think are supposed to be the champions of strength. Men are supposed to be the guys that are the protectors and the providers. And I think once they see a man steering away from the possibility of being the uh, the champion of strength, it becomes kind of worrisome because it's like, damn, like, you know I mean, you you gonna you gonna be a sissy? You gonna be a bottom? Like, does that <laughs> does that make you does that does that does that make you like unqualified to be a protector? From from a male point of view, they probably feel like that. So what they try to do is they want to steer him in the direction to make sure that I want to make sure that he has the um the characteristics of somebody that's more of a warrior type rather than somebody that's a princess. Because even now, you're starting to get more images of women that are more like, um, uh, I, f- I forgot the, ch- the chick's name, uh, that with the, um, the strong woman, she's on her, she's holding her bicep. But um, mm, we're yeah. starting to get more, yeah, we're starting to get more uh, feminist images of these women that, like you said, are starting to be like, I can do whatever I want to do. And it's like, yeah, that's cool, but there is nothing wrong with you taking on the traditional role of doing something more feminine. Because it's starting to get to the point where I think these younger women are disgusted with the fact that people just look at them like they're just homemakers. Or they like they can't protect and provide for themselves. But in the same instance, I turn around and I'm seeing women getting snatched up all over the globe. I'm seeing women saying, it's unsafe out here for us. And I'm just sitting here like, damn, like, Y'all can do whatever y'all want to do, though. Like, y'all can protect yourself. Get guns. Y'all are able to get strong. Get strong. Take boxing classes. Take kickboxing classes. <laughs> Everybody is fully capable of protecting themselves. But, but I think it comes down to wanting your cake and eating it, too. And it's just yeah. weird how society juggles what we think is cool and what we think is not cool. It's it's strange. But I, I, st- I think it's something that we're going to start seeing a whole lot more which is scary to me because I never thought I'd reach a point in my lifetime where I'd actually have to be trying to tell somebody, hey, man, it's just two genders. Um, I I personally don't give a damn if you're a homosexual or not. Like, I'm surprised we're at that point. I feel like with all the advances in technology, we should be beyond, we should be beyond, you know, being on some pedophile type shit or just a word about each other's sexuality. Like, I personally think, I think society is way too sexy. If you ask me, like, I think society is way too sexy in a in a in a sense of everybody wants to be super beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if y'all agree with that, but that's just that's my take, and I think that that's the underlying problem that every, nobody wants to be 
um, like kind of mundane and boring looking. Everybody mm-hmm. wants to have a high amount of sex appeal. I'm even guilty of it, but I think that that's an underlying problem because that trickles down to the children. But that's just me, though. <laughs> no, I I agree with what you're saying, but I think too, like a lot of fathers, if they like you said, they'll have a son of they start doing feminine things. What are you assisting now? But when I look at it, like even male friends that I do have that are gay, they're still just as a man as any man. Like now, what whatever they do behind closed doors is their business. But Definitely. when it comes to the real stuff, then no, they a man. When it comes to like handling issues or you know having to step up or do what they got to do or even like I even had an issue a couple years ago and one of my coworkers. Um, I had him had to call for me. You, you know, when me is like, oh, hey, girl, whatever. But as soon as he got on that phone, yo, you need to go ahead and bring on my girl stuff. My friend, she was like, you know, he was like, they going to do yeah, what they, they got to do. Yeah, they switched. They switched right. real quick. So, yeah, yeah. Right. Society so needs to see that more. Society <laughs> yeah, needs to so see that way more. They, 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 see, they see images of gay men that look like they don't want to get there. They don't want to break a nail. Like when you right. see the image of a gay male, all you see is the image of a gay. Like I was watching this uh, season two of you, and most of the men on there seem like powder puffs. Like you could just <laughs> walk up to them, slap them, and take they take they latte because they didn't look puff <laughs> at all. But if you got, no, even the one guy that spat in front of Joe, he was like, you know, you just sat there was like, no, you got you got a swing on this cat. You just you. We need to get a more positive image of of the gay man. If that is what the gay man, that, that's if they want. That's what they want. Because I mean, at the end of the day, you do have uh, the the gay men that are out here. You know, flamboyantly gay. It's almost like they want you to perceive them as as like really like super feminine. Like you have men out here that think that they're more women than women. And I'm like, hold on now, like. Like, come on, like, you still have masculine roots. You still have testosterone. You still got balls, my man. Like, act like it. That's, I think that's my mindset. Like, if you're still a man, you still have, you still, at the end of the day, have to answer to that calling, which is being a protector, being a provider, being a champion of strength. You know, that's just how I see it, you know. Like, I uh, I seen, um, like, a boss last night with Tiffany Haddish, and Billy Porter is in there. And they're having a conference or whatever. And then, you know, they're saying ladies and he's like the only man there. But, you know, they're still saying ladies and referring to him as a woman. And, and you know, he's been wanting, wanting to be perceived that way. And and I, and I understand, like, I have I have gay friends that are, are flamboyant and then I have gay friends that are masculine. And, you know, some of them like will, will say, you know, girl and be want to refer to as girl. And some of them want to be referred to as guy. And, and I mean. If that's what you want to be referred to you and you're my friend, that means I respect you. So if that's what you want to be called, that's how I'm going to call you. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just saying. I, I don't, when you get into the pronouns and shit like that, like, I don't got time for all that, bro. If I see you and I, if I see you and you're visibly a man to me and I don't know your name, I'm probably going to call you sir. I'm probably going to say ma'am. I mean, that's just out of the respect of, that's out of my, um, um, internal knowledge. It's just yeah, me. Like, yeah. I don't mean disrespect, but now I've seen the many times where it has gotten disrespectful to a person. Like my pronoun is he. I'm like, bruh. I don't know right, that. Man, whatever. <laughs> like, oh, whatever, man. You, you you look like a dude. I'm uh, I'm gonna refer to you as as such. You know, it is what it is. But once again, it's wild that we have come to a point in society, or we're on the timeline where we have to deal with this shit. 
it's ridiculous to me. But I think I think our generation, for the most part, is going to be known a lot for constantly redefining things, like sitting here trying to actually define what it means to be an independent woman. Like that's tough. Like a couple of years ago, I didn't know what a date was. I didn't know what it meant to you know to just be talking to somebody. Like, mm, yeah, you you technically still don't. I agree because even did he freeze or is it just me? See, <laughs> oh dang, I didn't even notice that. No, it's okay. I agree because even just yesterday, me and uh, Marvin, my fiance's cousin, was just having a conversation. Like society has changed what the word even diet means. What does it mean to even be on a diet? You know, it's like <laughs> Jesus. It's like, it's like everybody has this new definition of what things mean and start to um, restrict themselves. And now everybody's on different types of diets and ketos and this and that and you know so what is a what is what was the original true definition of a diet originally I, I'm, all, <laughs> I'm always uh, and i literally i just told my son this the other day and you basically hit the nail you was like there are different types of diets which means yeah. that whatever your whatever your daily nutritional intake is whatever you're intaking in on a daily basis that's your diet that's your diet everybody yes <laughs> everybody a has a, that's yes. my diet yep that's your, <laughs> and people that's to simplify it all we've done in 2020 is put labels on different types of diets we have paleo we have keto and at the, when it's all said and done a lot of us have the same goal we just going we're just going we're just we're just taking a different route that's mm-hmm. all but it's it's all diets it's definitely all diets. But, um, yeah, we have reached that part of the show where we casually go into words of advice. And I know a lot of people get on here and be like, I don't have words of advice. But, you know, if you had words of advice or just something, just closing words in general, what, what would you what would you like to say? Um, well, my closing words is uh, check out my EP. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. No, <laughs> um, notes to self it is on all um, media platforms. What is it? Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal, SoundCloud, YouTube. I can't even think of the rest right now. What is it? Google Play? Mm-hmm. Google um, Play. Trust me. It Nobody uses gives Google you Play. A... <laughs> yeah. Nobody really uses it. I don't know. I just know I put it on there. Every, every <laughs> option it gave I click. I click every option it gave me. Um, that has that has enough motivation for I don't even know for days. Um, and I actually just got. I don't, so it's one of those things when I dropped it. I honestly I forgot all about it. Right. So wow. probably like um, I forgot all about like as far as royalties. Mm-hmm. So because I was just I just forgot. I didn't even my mind didn't even click. You know, music money, music money, whatever. That just it was just people listening, all that stuff like that. So one day, so I think the thing updates every year where you have to go and pay yearly for that platform that um, that distributes all the music on all the other platforms, whatever. So in November of last year, it said, oh, um, you're coming up on one year because my thing dropped November 2018. So November mm-hmm. 2019, it said you're coming up on one year. You know, um, is going to be, I think, like it's like a certain amount uh, a year, the subscription for your music, whatever. So when I logged in, it showed me like all the, all the money I made since then. I said, oh, I said PayPal. Let me connect my PayPal. <laughs> I, didn't, I, didn't was, I didn't even know it was sitting there this whole time. <laughs> wow. That's crazy. 
this whole crazy. Time it was sitting in there and I had no idea. It's like in the beginning, I knew that it happened, but I forgot throughout this year of just doing other stuff. Mm-hmm. And when it sent me a confirmation on me about, you know, subscribing for 2020 and I saw, I was like, oh, I made money from this. Okay. And I was like, you would have thought I just hit the jackpot. <laughs> Dang. Found money is always the best money. Hey, man. That you didn't expect, you didn't know what's coming, anything like that. But yeah, so notes to self, it is my name on all platforms. Um, Remy Umana, R-E-M-I-U-M-A-N-A-H. I am thinking about changing the album cover, um, but everything else will still be the same. Nice, nice. I, I co-signed that. Yeah, y'all need to check that out. Definitely. Definitely. What you got, Jay? Um, I, I stole this from from my boy Jermaine um, IG. Shout out, shout out Jermaine, and it's exactly from Sprinkle of Jesus, but that's where I, I found it on his <laughs> IG. But it says, "You are lonely, but entertaining the wrong ones keeps you from the one from keeps the right one from arriving. A doorway blocked by someone can't let new people in." And I and I like to relate that to this day and age where people think that. After you get out of a relationship, you just kind of jump into some casual sex or that casual sex is the new trend. And, you know, I'm just going to casually. Have we cussed this episode? Yeah. Okay. So people think they're just going to casually just fuck around until the right one comes around. And so in my mindset, I'm trying I'm trying to encourage men and women alike to be like, be more selective with the bodies that you catch because those bodies weigh on your soul. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so tired. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, you gotta stop stealing, though, bro. I'm a thief. God, leave, man. I, I, First it was Lauren Hill, now sprinkle of Jesus. Hey, you know. Hey, you know man. I, I'm gonna do the one that um, that uh, that Remy had. One of the stat, the IG story posts that Remy had. Like uh, it says, if you're wait, 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 person, wait, 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 wait. So you yeah. steal it. Yeah. Okay, just check. I am. <laughs> just, hey, man. Hey. <laughs> do as I say. That as I do. Do as I say. All right. But it says, if you're a blunt person, learn to be humorous. Helps people digest your words better. And that's uh, that's something I'm working on, too, because I, I don't think I'm the best at that. But I think I try for the most part because uh, I know that we've become a real, real soft society. And you can't say certain things to people without them feeling a certain way. So um, I think it's pretty healthy to uh, take the Dave Chappelle route and um, kind of just, you know, be add humor to things about about serious situations. Because um, people need to hear things that are very real. That's on a day to day. People need to hear things that are very real in order to redirect their lives. That's why I respect the. Um, that little uh, Will Smith thing that's floating around that I know nobody's going to listen to, but I respect it because I feel like people don't look at Will Smith like a um, a father figure, really. I think they always kind of associate him to Fresh Prince, Bad Boy. So everything he says, in a sense, is like he's a real up, uplifting, positive guy. So he could say something blunt to you, but you take it in better because you can tell, you kind of, you kind of feel with uh, Will Smith that it's coming from a humorous place automatically because it's Will Smith. So I guess be more like Will Smith. <laughs> be more like, I'm going to put that, be more like Will Smith. What would Will it's do? All, it pretty much. But yeah, that's all I got. But uh, I appreciate you uh, giving us about uh, two hours of your time. Oh, Lord, it's been that long? Oh, yeah, that's about, about an hour and a half. But uh-huh. We always oh, okay. appreciate you coming through. 
I always feel enlightened after these conversations. (laughs) Absolutely. It was a great, great talk, great conversation. I enjoyed every time. Already, already. And with that being said, this has been the No Boundaries Podcast. Thank you for listening. But ever since the dawn of civilization, people have craved for an understanding of the underlying order of the world. There ought to be something very special about the boundary conditions of the universe. And what can be more special than that there is no boundary?